Hello, and welcome to Trending Peoria. I'm your host and proud Peoria Unified alumna, Sarah Meredith, and I'm so eager to take you on this journey as we learn more about the importance of public education and the amazing work our staff do every day to ensure every student is prepared to not only meet tomorrow, but to help shape it as well. What's currently trending in Peoria, refreshing and reimagining our current strategic plan, as well as doing work to reclaim our seat as national leaders in pre-K through 12 education. Throughout this process, we have brought in leaders, educators, support staff from across Peoria Unified Schools to ensure we continue to meet the needs of every student every day so they're prepared to shape tomorrow. We are joined in this episode with our Chief Strategic Planning Officer, Mr. John Gay, our Director of Research, Mr. Mike Moss, and our current Superintendent, Dr. Jason Reynolds, as they discuss the future of Peoria Unified, what our strategic plan looks like, and the work we've done to get to this point. Joining us now is Dr. Jason Reynolds, our superintendent of Peoria Unified, and he will be discussing a little bit of the why behind the work that we've done to reimagine and reflect on our current strategic plan. Welcome, Dr. Reynolds, and thank you for joining us on yet another episode of Trending Peoria. Um, Today, we're going to talk a little bit about those first two phases of reflecting and reimagining our strategic plan here in Peoria Unified. I know this last school year has been one unlike anything ever before. Why did you decide to start doing this reimagining work around our strategic plan after this school year? Well, again, Sarah, first of all, I'd like to say thank you for asking me to be part of this today uh, and talk about strategic planning in Peoria and what what our future uh, holds and what it may look like. So uh, it's an exciting time. And I also want to, again, thank you for all the work you're doing with this podcast. Uh, I've received some positive feedback uh, with this new communication tool, and I'm excited to see how this format is going to uh continue to show our community all the wonderful things that are happening. Uh, it's, a, it's a great time to be in Peoria, so thank you for that hard work. You know, now more than uh, ever in Peoria's history, maybe at least equally uh, as important in our history, our long and storied history, is uh, an opportunity for us to think about uh, where we've been, uh, especially over this past year, Uh, and really examine where we want to be for our future. And then how are we going to get there? And so the, you know, this pandemic uh, has uh, highlighted some areas uh, where we need to improve and continue to focus our energies to provide opportunities for students. And so now is a a good chance, a good opportunity for us to, uh, to take stock in, in what we're doing and figure out uh, what that future is gonna look like for us. Definitely, well, and I feel like the pandemic, it did so many things in people's lives, but especially at the beginning part of it, it forced us all to pause and think about where we are in our life and what are the things that we can change or do better. Even, I mean, 
within your own household, people were thinking about that, especially wanting to redecorate everything and change that landscape. But this is at a much larger scale of changing the landscape of how we want to do what are the things that are core to us here in Peoria Unified and what are things that are kind of non-negotiables or things that we can reimagine. Do you mind talking a little bit about what that process looked like for yourself and for the team that helped you work on this? Well, it's, you know, you're right. So many of our community members uh, have suffered some kind of loss. And of course, we were all negatively impacted by it. And so as we think about our community and we think about all we've been through, it's also important to take that opportunity to to focus on what we've learned. I am so proud of the work that our teachers, staff and students, our parents have done to, to meet the pandemic head on. Uh, we were we were able to be leaders in that process and really make a huge difference um, as we impacted students' lives. So it really gives us an opportunity then to uh, look back on the past 18 months uh, and what we say reflect on what we did well, uh, what we were prepared for, what we weren't pre- prepared for, and and where are the areas that we we need to focus on to get better. Uh, we. This is a, a unique time in our school district. We've seen some some pretty significant changes to to our district leadership over the past uh, four or five years, uh, and so uh, it's you throw in the fact that we had the pandemic, uh, where we had to bring everybody together and, and figure out how we're going to navigate that, and then combined with the fact that our student achievement has been. Uh, although although good, it's been relatively flat for a few years. And so when we think about the impact that some of the, the uh, learning opportunity loss that, that we had over the last 18 months, when we think about the impact that that has on student achievement, if, if we remain uh, on a flat trajectory, we're never going to be able to, to get those students who who may have uh, lost out on some learning opportunities where they have some learning loss. We're never going to get them back at a minimum, get them back on that trajectory. But, but we want to do more than that. We want to, uh, we want to rethink how we, uh, how we look at teaching and learning so that we can get them to move even above that trajectory. So this is a really great time. We, We brought together groups, uh, internal groups to reflect on where we are, uh, what things are working, what things are not. And then we moved into that um, um, reimagined phase where we expanded out our, our team and really started to bring together uh, teachers and uh, classified staff. We started to, to bring together administrators from buildings and district um, to, 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 to take what we've learned uh, and get us on a path where we can we can start to ensure that our teachers have everything they need, our students have everything they need, our families have everything they need, and and we're now in a moment where it is time to to take some of that foundational work and really uh, and get that out into some of our community focus groups and get their feedback. Definitely, and I think too something um, that you mentioned even through this pandemic, Peoria Unified has been a leader. And um, speaking from my own experience, I've always felt that we kind of had this leadership role within our community um, and amongst other school districts in the state. And I know one of your goals is um, to reclaim our seat as a national leader in education. And I think even just 
the way that you and the team are kind of going about developing this plan and this work that you've already done with the reflect and reimagine really that is it shows such great leadership it's cultivating leaders amongst those certified classified staff that came in and helped you um, work on it and shared their ideas and gave their feedback it it moves us into a very empowering state as um, employees and as a district Um, but what does that kind of going forward as we start to um, really do this hard but important work around the strategic plan what does being a leader in that look like to you Well, I have been uh, spending some time working with uh, site leadership, district leadership, uh, with teacher leadership, and talking about a few things that when I think about how we are going to reclaim our seat as uh, as local, state, and national leaders in PK-12 education, uh, how, what are a few things that, that, that I want our leaders to be focused on? And, and one of them is uh, that, we, uh, that we will make student-centered, data-driven, and shared decision-makings. That's an important piece uh, in, in my leadership, in my leadership philosophy, and how I want us to operate as a district. So always keeping our students at the center of everything we, we do. We're in the kid business. Uh, we're in student learning business, and they need to be at the center of, of that decision-making. We're going to use data, data sets, data points to to drive our decision making so that um, although we use our instincts and our feelings to a certain extent, we the data needs to support uh, what we're going to do and we're, we're going to make shared decisions. And, and that means that we're going to involve our community in that process. I'm asking our teams to be highly effective professional learning communities. I, I've, I've mentioned this before. I want to make sure that every student and employee in this district is known, valued, cared for, and challenged. We want to make sure that we are a highly trained and modern workforce, and, and we're going to communicate effectively. And so when I think about uh, how we get there, what the things that we need to focus on in order to be able to move from the reflect to the reimagine to the restart and eventually to the rebuild phase of this plan, those things are, are areas that are important. Definitely. And I think too, and granted, this is based on my own experience of being a student in our district. And then probably the only time I was away from Peoria was during that like four to five year range where we had a lot of turnover and leadership and things like that. Um, And I know that feeling of when I left being a, a senior going off to college and feeling so empowered about everything I had accomplished as a student. Um, And then coming back, we, Kind starting my career here, we were in this stressed phase where there were a lot of unknowns. Um, and especially with a global pandemic that adds a whole nother layer on top of that, how as um, a district and a community and our employees, what do you think needs to happen to help get everyone back onto this empowered kind of phase and being excited about this really hard and heavy lift we have to make um, so that we can continue to serve our students in the very best way that we can? Well, the the first step is to have uh, a very clear plan, a very clear idea uh, for all of our employees to to have to be able to, to know 
that the work that they're doing each and every day is to to support our students, to support our community, uh, but also to to keep us moving forward as we as we think about strategic thinking. And so that that really is uh, the first step because once you have uh, that plan, once you've communicated it, once the entire community understands our four perspectives and then understands where our mission priorities are and what we're going to use to kind of drive us forward, uh, then we can uh, allow the, the leaders in our community, the leaders at our sites, uh, we can allow our teachers uh, the, the flexibility and the autonomy to be able to go out there uh, and get that done. Uh, I am a strong believer that uh, within our schools, we have amazing people that truly understand the unique needs of each one of their communities. And so they know best how to, uh, to implement strategies, where the focus needs to be in order to accomplish the, the goals that we have set within our plan. And so we want to empower our teachers. We want to empower our principals, our parent leaders uh, to really focus in on their school communities uh, and take and, and, and by that we'll, we'll advance the work within their school communities. And then obviously the impact that they have will, will drive the success of the district as a whole. Definitely. And I think something to, um, that you alluded to, it is, it's when everyone is invested in their school. They have that ownership and that pride over it that you start to see those school communities really grow and reach their full potential. Um, you know, there's this idea that, oh, if it's a community space or it's everyone's responsibility, no one really takes responsibility for it. But I think something that's very unique in Peoria Unified and definitely for me is a point of pride is the fact that our communities are so invested in what we do and how we continue to shape the next generation, whether they currently have a school-aged child or their student graduated 20 years ago. They're still invested in making sure that we're doing everything to the best of our abilities. Um, and you had also mentioned our um, strategic priorities or perspectives, I mean. Do you mind talking a little bit about those? Because I know for many, it, they're the same that they've always been, but it is a good reminder. Well, the, you know, the the, the great news for me as a new superintendent and a new leader to Peoria is that uh, the foundation is there. Uh, many times when new leaders come in, uh, they're coming into an organization uh, that was potentially in turmoil or potentially didn't have uh, a focus. And that's not the case uh, for uh, for Peoria Unified. Our governing board, our, our past leadership and superintendents, Mrs. Pals Thompson, uh, our former superintendent did great work when it comes to again, really establishing that foundation for us to be able to build on. And so those four perspectives were, were born out of some work that was done with our governing board and district leadership. Uh, and they focus in four, four basic areas. And, and it's the four areas that, that make the most sense. It's the four areas that are, are easiest to communicate. Uh, but, but they're the ones where the entire community looks at them and says, uh, we can get behind this. This is something that, that we all believe in. And so those four areas are, uh, and four perspectives are student success, safety and well-being, stewardship of community resources, and community connection. And so when you think about those four areas, 
and safety and well-being and making sure that we have welcoming and caring environments for our students to come to today. Uh, when we think about uh, stewardship of our community resources and how important it is that we have um, transparency in our process so that we can build trust within our community and that they know that we are taking care of our community resources in a way that they can be proud of. Uh, you advance that and, and, and build in that community connection and how we communicate with our community, how we communicate information to them. But those times where we're really asking for feedback and to be part of the process, like in this strategic plan, and that all builds towards the perspective that we're all here for. And that's the success of our students. Definitely. And I know with those four different um, perspectives, they all have a range of projects that they've been responsible for in the past and things like that. Um, and as you mentioned too, you did come in with a fairly strong um, foundation, like you mentioned. Um, what kind of data, because you mentioned earlier also that we're going to have data-driven decisions here in Peoria Unified, what kind of data are we looking at to make sure we are connecting with our community in the right way, our students are being successful, our schools are safe, and that we are being good stewards of the resources that our community gives us? Well, there's... there. When we talk about uh, the data we use to, to drive our decision making, it really obviously depends on the decision that has to be made. It depends on the situation that we're dealing with. But when we think about simply student achievement, uh, when you are when you are teachers and you work in schools, you understand that there are basically two kinds of assessments uh, that we use. One is formative and one is summative. And so the formative assessments those are those those are those quick benchmarking daily uh, assessments that teachers use to to drive their instruction, to, to drive their lesson planning, to adapt to the things that are happening in class. When we think about how we're going to uh, how we're going to assess whether or not uh, we are making progress towards our goal of becoming that, that local, state, and national leader in PK-12 education. There are some bigger, more summative kinds of assessments that we would use, uh, and we're all very familiar with our, our Arizona state assessments. Uh, the, the name changes periodically, but, uh, but we have those. Uh, we were going you know, we, we need to look at how we're performing on the ACT tests in our high schools and the SAT, PSAT. How are our advanced placement students doing, our international baccalaureate students doing uh, on their assessments? How many of our students are taking advantage of uh, honors programs and, and AP and IB? Uh, how many national merit students do we have? How many Flynn scholars? What is our total scholarships? Um, these things aren't things that really drive what's happening in the classroom each and every day, but they are ways for, for us to, to have a better understanding uh, on how we are comparing relative to our peer districts locally, uh, within the state and nationally. And, and one of the best ways that we can, uh, that we can, that we can gain feedback is, is surveying our community. Uh, and making sure that they have many opportunities to be part of the decision-making process, but to also provide feedback uh, as we as we continue to build out this plan and move forward. Definitely. Well, and also, like you mentioned, just like in a classroom, um, we constantly are monitoring and adjusting. So uh, I work under the strategic perspective of community connectedness. And so one of those things is when we're hearing our community say things, how are we going to address those? And so it is kind of a constant 
monitor the situation, adjust the plan based on the needs of your community in that moment, but also making sure at that same time that you're reaching those long-term goals. And so it is a very unique and special balance that we have to strike between the two. Yes. And so it is, you know, again, it is both that, that opportunity to share the amazing things that are happening uh, each and every day inside our classrooms, inside our schools, within the entire district, and making sure that our community has a um, uh, a more global perspective of, of how we are performing as a school district, but then also understands uh, how, how their school, how their student is performing within a classroom. And so there is that com there is that balance, that combination of those of those variety of ways. And, and then again, we always want to, to welcome feedback. We want to welcome participation because we are a community. Uh, that is what makes public education uh, special. Uh, and we want to, to continue to uh, encourage that feedback, nurture that feedback process and, uh, uh, and become better for it. A hundred, a hundred percent. That's what makes us better is when we're able to listen to the needs of our community, of our parents, of our students and meet those needs. And I think um, I can say it a hundred times. It's, it's one of those things that really does um, make our district stand out and make it a place that it has had this tradition and this legacy of excellence for over 125 years. And I know that over the next three to five years with that this strategic plan, we're going to kind of continue building on that great work and continue to meet the needs of our ever-changing community um, in the best way we can. Before I let you go, what is something that you are most excited about? I know change is a, an overwhelming thing, but I feel like right now we're on the precipice of these huge, amazing changes for our students. What's something you're most excited about with this new reimagined strategic plan? Well, I, you know, the, the continued focus on student learning, on student success, on student achievement, uh, that is, that's foundational. That's why we, we show up each and every day. But I think one of the things as I, I think about the work that our teachers and our support staff have done over the past year to 18 months is, is the opportunity uh, to provide some some flexible learning spaces for for our students, whether that is whether that is in person learning or whether that is the opportunity for students to learn from home in a in an online virtual format. And so, the way that we have quickly uh, adapted our online programming, uh, our our blended learning opportunities, the way that our teachers were able to. Uh, to pivot and, uh, and and change and adapt how they deliver instruction in such a quick quick way was is really impressive and and we are going to we are continuing to focus on those flexible learning opportunities uh, in the future and our, our teams have done just an extraordinary job in providing uh, in, in making sure that our our teachers and our students have the tools that they're going to need to be successful in that in that kind of environment. And we've already started to see that too. I mean, throughout this pandemic, you're right, we've pivoted and we've risen to the challenge and the expectations of our community in some really amazing ways. And I am excited to see how that continues to play out, um, especially under your leadership, Dr. Reynolds. I cannot thank you enough for joining us today. Um, 
and for talking a little bit about the reflect and reimagine process and the why behind this work that you and your team have been doing for the last couple months. Well, thank you, Sarah. And I would be remiss if I didn't take just a moment and thank uh, Mr. John Gay, uh, our chief uh, technology and strategic planning officer for the work uh, that he has done. Uh, he has spent, he and I have spent countless hours together really thinking through what this is going to look like. And, and he's doing a lot of the groundwork uh, when it comes to uh, making sure that we've got a, a a, a well thought out process uh, to to be able to get this strategic plan in place. And I am really excited for the next uh, six to eight weeks and, and beyond as we as we bring this foundation of work to our parents and our community members for their feedback uh, and uh, to hear their ideas and, and to make tweaks and changes to to the work that we have. So thank you for the opportunity to share this out and uh, and be part of the process. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day, Dr. Reynolds. Have a wonderful day. I'm so excited to introduce you to John Gay and Mike Moss, two individuals who are helping to lead the strategic planning for Peoria Unified. Mike Moss is our Director of Research and Planning and has been with Peoria Unified for many decades, both as a student, a parent, and a district leader. And John Gay comes to us from the United States Army, as well as the largest school district in the United States. He's helping to guide our strategic planning process in his role as our Chief Technology Officer and Chief Strategic Planning Officer. Well, welcome to Trending Peoria, John and Mike. We are so excited to have you here today to kind of talk about the work you've been doing to reflect upon and refresh our strategic plan. Um, before we get started into the work that we've been doing, John, do you mind telling us a little bit about why we've decided now is the time to start this reflect and refresh process? Well, sure, uh, Sarah, thank you. And, and thanks for uh, having me on the program. Um, I've actually been talking with Dr. Reynolds for a long time, even back when he was the deputy superintendent, about our need to consider resetting where we are with our strategic planning. Uh, we had uh, uh, we'd done a lot of work um, uh, just a few years ago around our strategic plan and, and uh, addressing our four strategic perspectives. Um, but really, there's been a lot to consider in the last um, year, obviously. And as we look back on our past and so forth, it became pretty obvious that what we needed to do was kind of stop and, uh, as you just mentioned, reflect on what those last few years have looked like for us. Uh, and then uh, having done so, uh, consider also that this pandemic that we've all lived through for more than a year now has uh, not only given us reason to reflect and, and perhaps reset our thinking, but also it's created some really great uh, in a positive way, some really great opportunities to think about um, how does school look uh, going forward uh, post-pandemic. And uh, so I think we all agree that it's going to look different. It's always going to be different than it was. We're not going back to whatever we want to think of as the way it was. And so the idea of resetting the plan came out of those conversations uh, with Jason. And as a, as a framework for Going forward with that, we created a process that we call the four R's. And uh, the first two you mentioned, uh, reflect 
and reset, I'm sorry, reflect and reimagine. And then the second two are restart and rebuild. And so just very briefly reflect, I've already kind of indicated is, is, a, is some thinking around what has happened over the past few years? How have we become different? How has our community become different? Has it changed in various ways? Has the world changed? And therefore, has the needs of our students for teaching and learning changed? And so that's, uh, that was the first phase, reflect. And then the phase we're currently in right now is called reimagine. And it's where we take our belief that it's time to reimagine a new Peoria Unified School District and what that might look like. So we're in the, the uh, throes of considering that and developing strategies for how we might implement a reimagined school district. And then after we get done with that, we'll, we'll carry on with restart, which is where we turn all that work into actual projects that will take us uh, over the next three to five years. And then in August, we'll, we'll start uh, on the rebuild phase, which is actually the beginning of actualizing all of that work and turning it into results. That's awesome. And I think you kind of mentioned it subtly. It's, you know, the pandemic has kind of caused the world in some ways to pause and have a moment of this deep reflection. Um, And as much as we're all eager to go back to normal as we're transitioning out of this and back to some of that normalcy, it's important especially like you mentioned, to not just go back to normal and business as usual. It's how can we do this better with our new tools that we've developed and that we've had to work on to develop. And it's using the things we've learned throughout this last year to continue to serve our students in the best way possible so that they're ready when they leave us to join the workforce and be prepared to conquer future challenges that we don't even know what they are yet. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah, I'll jump in there on that. I, I think that's a, a great statement. You know, um, COVID kind of put us in a place that we were forced to do things that, that we were maybe not trained for or didn't have the right equipment for or uh, even learn new skills. And I'll, I'll use an example. Um, this is, uh, you know, Zoom calls now are very commonplace for me. Yet in last March or last February, I wouldn't have known what even how to turn it on on my computer. So uh, we've been able to take the COVID and while we learn from it, it also created a whole new set of skills for our teachers and for our students and for our staff. And so what we're really talking about in some of the reimagined pieces is how do we capitalize on those new, uh, those new skill sets? How do we capitalize on the use of uh, our supplemental programs, iReady programs? How do we capitalize on helping kids to work at their individual pace? Um, You know, COVID is throwing us some new challenges in terms of students uh, may not have progressed as far as we would like or they would have been in the past. And so we're going to have next year uh, a a wider array of students in any one classroom. And so we're going to have to address how do we address the top end kid who's been very successful and the student who maybe struggled a little bit. How are we able to use these new technical skills, these new uh, uh, tools that we have, teams, um, programs, uh, whatever it is we're going to use, how do we incorporate those with our basic face to face teaching that we've always uh, been pretty good at? How do we incorporate those two together to make the the uh, learning process improve. And I think that um, that's what John was talking about in terms of reimagine. So I, I think that leads us in our in our process of really reimagining what happens in all of our 
opportunity or all of our classrooms to, to be a little bit different than what they were in the past. Right. And I think too, kind of to your point, I think a lot of times in our classrooms, we've always had the tendencies to meet our kids where we expect them to be and not necessarily where they are. But now with this new world we're entering into where some students were virtual all this year, some students were in person since this past September, we're having to now meet our students where they are, but then also get them to where we expect them to be by the end of next school year and kind of addressing some of that, which is different for every single child. So I think you're going to see, and I think you guys are also doing some of this work where it's more individualized for our students. Um, and Mike, when you had spoken to us in the past about it, you kind of used this model um, from economics where we're at like our kind of our caring capacity. Do you mind sharing some of that with us and that oh, sure. analogy? Sure. The, the, the analogy that, and, and a simpler one uh, that I would use for you is um, the game has changed. And um, a football game, you run certain plays and you do things um, for the first three quarters, you run a certain, certain type of offense and a certain type of things and a certain type of, of uh, number of running plays, a number of passing plays. And because of COVID, we're now in the fourth quarter or third quarter or whatever and uh, getting close to the end of the game and we're behind. And so we're behind because the game, the score is behind because we've had kids in all kinds of different uh, learning environments. And so we have to change what kind of offense we run and what kind of plays we call and what kind of things we do every day because we're going to have to uh, and I hate to use the word catch up because it's not really catch up, but what it is is really get students back to where they're uh, to, to where they should be in terms of what they're what they've done in the past. And so uh, we're moving that forward. And, and I think that that leads us to our our other piece. And I think you, you mentioned it, Sarah, about um, identifying where students at. We, we can see in the future and John and I have talked about this many times is the importance of data, the importance of knowing where a student is and how we're able to provide that to teachers so that they can differentiate one student's, uh, one student's teaching, one from another student's teaching because of where they're at in their process of, of learning. And again, get them back to uh, everyone being on grade level as quickly as possible. So uh, that's kind of our, uh, it's kind of the reimagined process that again with the learning environment but I also think it's impacting us in other areas too. Um, you know, we're, we're having conversations even among ourselves here about how many people now work from home and how many students can work from home and students can be uh, successful. And, and our younger kids maybe not work as successful, but our older kids certainly have some opportunities for them to be successful and they, they actually prefer being in the, in the online environment. So I think we're looking at some of those kind of things too. It, it's not just uh, uh, what's happening in the classroom, but it's the overall picture of what's happening in education in general. Well, and I think too, Mike, and you kind of brought this up, and I think, John, you may be able to address it a little more. Our strategic plan doesn't just focus on what we do inside the classroom. It has all of these different prongs and mission priorities 
that we are working through. And we're kind of taking this work of reimagining that you kind of explain the process, Mike, of what that looks like for our classrooms, but we're applying it to all different areas of what our organization does. John, do you mind kind of talking about maybe some of those other areas that we're looking at with this reimagining? Sure. Um, be happy to do that. And it, it, it kind of, um, it, it starts with a, uh, kind of a fundamental, uh, uh, part of the process, I guess, is, is a way to describe it. We have something that we call the uh, reset framework, and it, it can picture a matrix. And it's, this is an important part. I mean, it's really very fundamental philosophically, I guess, to the way we're approaching this strategic plan reset. And it basically says that there are um, a small number of very big and very high priority programmatic areas that cut across the entire district. And we call those mission priorities. And it, it, uh, we, in the work that we did, we arrived on five of these mission priorities. One of them we've been talking about already is called reimagining the teaching and learning program. But in addition to that, we are looking at a very comprehensive redesign and implementation of a facilities master planning program. And uh, the third one is a comprehensive uh, method for building our budgets as we go forward and managing resources. Uh, we also have a very, very important one that we call Redesigned Community Connectedness Program. And it's a recognition that not only has the way we teach and learn changed, but our whole interaction uh, uh, process with the community at large, not just parents, certainly those very importantly, but the entire community has changed and is evolving. So we're recognizing that. And then finally, in the area of mission uh, uh, priorities, we have one called the Student Engagement and Wellbeing Program, and it's really about ensuring that our students are able to fully engage in the educational process and that they're feeling safe and secure while they do that. But what's really fascinating, and this is where the, the reimagining and the, the change uh, gets driven, we also identified four transformational drivers, and these are areas that you would consider to be competencies that support all of our programs, our mission programs, but there are ways of looking at these things in different and very 21st century ways so that they actually don't just support our mission, but they actually drive the way that we perform it. And so one of those is extraordinarily important and it's called leadership and culture development. Uh, so it's really about changing the culture of the district to embrace 21st century practices and to embrace better means of uh, developing our leaders and developing our staff and giving them skills and uh, sustaining the skills that they need. And very much related to that is the second one that we call workforce modernization. And again, it's a recognition that the world has changed and our needs for a modernized workforce are significant. So that means we need to sit down and think about, okay, in the year 2021 and beyond, what does a workforce need to be? What does its skills need to, uh, what are the skills that are, are necessary for the people that occupy that workforce? And how do we find them? How do we uh, attract them? How do we uh, keep them with us? In other words, uh, uh, retain them and how do we sustain their growth over time? Then Mike alluded to our use of data and that really is the third transformational driver. We call it data leadership and management. So it, it uh, Dr. Reynolds started his discussion with us at our at our uh, reimagine retreat by saying we have to use data in more effective and more insightful ways to make sure that when we're problem solving 
understanding situations and, and taking it back to the classroom for a minute. When, the, when that teacher in the classroom is trying to make decisions on a daily basis about how to regroup students, how to make sure that we're, we're teaching them what they need to know and, what they, and not teaching them what they already know and things of that nature. That really is, needs to be based on data cutting across the entire organization. And then finally, and this is almost a statement of the obvious, but we have to do some, engage in some serious IT modernization. I have to say I'm very proud of the fact that from spring break of last year, when we were hit with the COVID pandemic and we had to go 100% virtual literally overnight, our infrastructure was able to support that, but it was, it was iffy, it was difficult. And we realized over time as we said, you know what, we're not going back ever to where all students are in the building and all staff are working in the buildings. We will always have a component of remote operation, both for our students and our staff. And so what does that say about our IT infrastructure and then the systems and services that support that? How do we need to modernize that and make sure that we're uh, fully protecting it in the sense of the increasing cybersecurity threat? So once again, we have this matrix where those mission priorities are juxtaposed with the uh, drivers that will cause us to transform how we do the work that's outlined in those mission priorities. Well, and I think too, John, and you kind of alluded to it, it's none of these mission priorities or transformation drivers are working in silos. They're all interconnected. And that, I mean, it, it somewhat speaks to the work that we do and how every single one of us, the work we're providing for the district and on behalf of it impacts our students, impacts our ability to do our jobs well. And so with this new strategic planning process, we're really trying to and working to be innovative and meet our students in this 21st century way and get them to where they need to be so that they are successful in the future. But also it's creating a culture of um, getting them excited about their schoolwork or getting even our teachers excited and empowered about these changes and this growth that we're going through. And so I think it's easy when we're talking about all of these big, big projects and ideas and philosophies to look at it as one little thing, but they really are all interconnected, um, which I think is just really powerful. And that alone will lead to the success of this plan. Yeah, uh, I, boy, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more there. And in fact, it's it's as we progress through it, it that, that idea of this interconnectedness is turning out to be really a fascinating part of the whole process. And we started, um, uh, the reflection we did, we did at the, at the level of the cabinet, uh, and uh, Mike Moss joined us in that work and, and helped us uh, think about that, uh, where we've been process quite effectively. But then when we transitioned into Reimagine, we actually reached out and by hand selected a number of teachers and principals and district administration staff and classified employees and so forth, and expanded our team up, up uh, pretty significantly to about 24 people. And I have just been so impressed with the imagination and creativity of those people that we added to the team. And so what that, that is how we ended up with those five mission priorities and those uh, transformation drivers that I described. And then we just had a session yesterday where we went back at the cabinet level and we sat down and talked about the strategies that those teams who have been meeting for the past three weeks 
uh, those teams of the, that extended team that I mentioned and the strategies that they've developed. And a great part of our conversation was this discovery of how uh, how they all interrelate to each other and how we need to uh, consider how they support one another. You know, so we're talking, for example, about the reimagining teaching and learning program and some strategies uh, in that area, say, you know, for example, in reinventing or reimagining the classroom itself, and then looking over at the data leadership and management driver and saying, wow, there's some really close um, uh, st strategic areas there where we can build on and support and strengthen um, all of those strategies. So as we go forward, we will be restructuring our teams to reflect that interconnectedness so that we have people that are working in strategic areas that are so closely connected are working side by side to take advantage of those. Definitely. And I think too, I mean, this work is certainly not one that just one person can do or can be done in isolation because it is systemically changing the way we do what we do. Um, and so I really appreciate I find it so awesome um, that the culture piece is kind of an underlying current and such a priority in that work, um, because I think the culture at the end of the day, it speaks to the why behind what we do. And in my time working for the district, I've had a number of jobs. And even when I was over in curriculum and instruction and just helping to coordinate professional development, no, I'm not in a classroom teaching or providing the professional development to our teachers. But if that work wasn't being done to the level that I was doing it, then that program wasn't going to be successful. And it was that kind of pride in my work and how that impacted our students at the end of the day, that makes me personally love my job. And I think that's true of a lot of our employees and that's the passion behind it. So I think it's really valuable that you include that and that it it is looking at this as a whole and how we can do the best that we can with the resources we have to serve our community, our students, our parents, our staff in the best way possible. Um, so I wanna thank you both for joining us today on the podcast and I can't wait, we'll probably bother you to be back on again in the future as you continue this work of um, strategic planning and thinking strategically about all of the big decisions that we make and the small decisions we make every day um, to do the best that we can for our students. So thank you again for joining us. You're more than welcome. Happy Thanks, to do Sarah. it. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Trending Peoria. You can meet us back here in two weeks for another exciting episode about the importance of public education and the work occurring within our classrooms here in Peoria Unified. To learn more, you can visit peoriaunified.org slash trending Peoria or visit us on Facebook and Twitter at Peoria Unified. Mm -hmm.